Hello, everybody. Welcome. So today I want to talk to you about something that actually begins in uh, pre-awakening and uh, then uh, continues throughout the post-awakening process. Uh, it may not even be noticeable when it begins. I don't think it was really, it's noticeable to me now when I look back at it. But at the time, I don't really think, I don't think I really noticed that much change uh, for, for certainly, maybe, maybe not until uh, sometime into post-awakening that it really, really shift. Um, and what I'm talking about is the capacity to love. And it's our capacity to love. It's not, and if we think that what we want is to be loved, but that's because our capacity to love is just simply not as high as it can, can be, not as, not as welcoming as it can be. When we learn to truly love, if you love enough, then being loved becomes quite secondary. St. Francis' prayer, you know, to let me let me learn to love rather than be loved. And it, it's that's that's what that's what I'm really talking about. Because this and, and and I will tell you that for most people it does begin in pre-awakening. Because most people will change uh, pretty drastically, and even in pre-awakening, I mean, you may still be doing stupid things, and you may still be uh, uh, selfish or mean sometimes, or whatever. That may not stop in post-awakening either, but you'll just, but the edge will start to come off, right? It just you just don't respond quite as readily. You don't respond quite as fiercely. You don't respond quite as sensitively. You know the the that <clears throat> that insult and don't they knew I know who I am and and I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna even this. I'm gonna settle this. All the resentments and the regrets and all that just they begin to dim, but they don't dim until we allow for them. And what I mean by we allow for them, when I talk about allowing something, it's always meaning. It's an attitude that, paradoxically, I don't understand it, but it begins here. And everybody says, well, there's no one home. I know that. It still begins here. Because there is, uh, there may not be any relativity, but that's only from the absolute view. From the relative view, which is our day-to-day -day view, hell, here it is, right? So in our experience is what I'm talking about. Because the, the experience of something doesn't mean the truth of something, but it does mean it's our experience, and it counts. It counts a lot because it will change the way that we look at life, the way that we experience life, and the way that others experience us. And that can be very critical because the world is in enough trouble without us adding to it, right? We don't need to, 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 to add to um, all the woes of the world. Can't we be a, res a resource? Can't we be part of the solution? And being part of the solution is trying to bring about the same neutrality that awakeness has. Awakeness is not actually for us, and it's not actually against us. It is, <laughs> I hate to say it, but, you know, it's indifferent, but it, nonetheless, th there seems to my eye to be a, a leaning toward um, 
what we would think of as good or organized or something. I don't know the words, but there just seems to me to be that sort of leaning. So it's it's indifferent except for <laughs> when it's not, right? So um, and that neutrality is just pure acceptance. That's what it is. It's just pure acceptance. Awakeness has not asked you to change one iota. You don't have to change in order to wake up. You probably will through the seeking process, but it's, you know, but it's, it's not a rule. You know, anybody can, could, the potential to wake up is there for everybody at every moment. And that, that, that includes the, you know, the worst guy on the planet and it includes the nicest person on the planet. It doesn't really have anything to do with being the worst or the nicest. It has to do with telling ourselves the truth. And we sometimes that is something that's sought after, like in a seeking career, if you will. Um, and sometimes it's just something that happens. Well, I mean, always is something that just happens, but it's something that just happens completely out of context with somebody's life. I see this not infrequently. I see it, you know, fairly often, as a matter of fact. And but there wasn't anything that was overwanting, and there wasn't anything or anybody underwanting. There was just neutrality, you know, which is that I'm open. I'm open. I'm available for use. By what I want to say, I'm available for use. I'm talking about the unit, really, and the mind, the uh, which is. Just a given that the the mind's going to be part of the situation. Uh, we're not trying to kill the mind. We're not trying to kill thought. We're not trying to kill the ego. There is no true ego, and the thought that you want to kill is not yours. So you don't have to stop that thought. the uh, The idea that we have to stop thought, you don't have to do anything. And the reason you don't have to do anything is because you're already awake. And what this teaching is about is just trying to help you to notice that. When I talk about waking people up, it's just, it's, it's really, you know, it's just a term. It's just words that we use that, so, that, so that you will know what I'm, you will know, sort of know what I'm talking about or what I'm pointing toward. Or if you're awakened, um, then uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or if you've had an awakening, you may remember enough to uh, key on in on the truth of what I'm saying, even if, you know, you can't exactly completely get it. And what we're doing is, is recognizing that there's actually nothing to get. There's nothing to do, but there has to be an attitude of love. You have to be willing to love. And it seems like, you know, you would think just everybody would, would has the willingness to love. Some of us have the eagerness to love. Some of us have the desperate need to love. And to be deprived of the ability to love is just a, I mean, it's a terrible thing to happen to a human being, right? Because that's not the natural course of things. The natural course of things is to, 
is to love. And the be loved part, generally speaking, when we love, that there is some reciprocal thing that happens. But it's not a reciprocal agreement or a reciprocal command. We're not loving in order to be loved. We're loving because we can't not love. And if we're being loved, it's because they can't not love either. And when I say they, it may be what we consider to be our crowd or our, our just our spouse or our, uh, our significant other. Um, it may be uh, our, our, our group where we want acceptance, which we would read as love. Um, but love the group first. Love your significant other first. And then see what happens. But you're not doing it just really to see what happens. You're just loving because that's what you do. That's what you're here for. I mean, it, it can be said that as much as anything else. Is you're here to express the love that you are. It's just what you really are. I mean, when we come right back down to it, we get to the bottom thing. That great potentiality. What is that? It's love. It's love and great potentiality just a way to try to express it in yet another form, but it's love. And what we're not, not doing here is on this planet and in, in, and in particular in many, many lives, most lives, is we're not willing to love enough. We are willing to get even, but we're not willing to forgive. And if we're willing to forgive, we're not willing to really completely forgive, meaning I don't really mean that you necessarily have to forget something, but it should be uh, if you love somebody and you're and you're forgiving them, then that whatever happened is going to naturally be reinterpreted as part of the path that was um, there was no alternative, right? Everybody does what they do. These bodies do what they do. And we think we know what they should do. We think we know what this one should do or that one should do or the whole world should do. We know how everybody should drive. We know how, should, how much money everybody should make. Uh, we know how relationships should go. We know what people, how people should treat us. We have all this knowledge, and the knowledge just gets in the way of loving. It does. That's the reason that what I talk about is that I'm, I live in the great unknowing. I don't live in the knowing. I don't want to live in the knowing. I used to live in the knowing, and it was hell. And if you live in the knowing, it's primarily going to be, uh, and what I mean is at least 51%, but probably more than that, um, a, rather, uh, a rather desperate life. Because when we have, we have the choice between love, I mean, it's not a choice that we necessarily make, but it's a choice that happens. And we have the choice between love and hell. That's the truth. I was listening to something last night that was talking about that it's so easy to turn hell into heaven or heaven into hell just by just my approach to things, my just my attitude, the way that I'm looking at things. When I say my attitude, who am I talking about? Don't worry about that. Leave it the hell alone. It's paradoxical. 
This whole thing is paradoxical. And we what we do is we we, we understand something from a, a relative view. And this happens over and over and over again. Almost every question on YouTube is they're asking, they're asking a non-dual question and expecting a relative answer. Can't happen. Or they're asking a non-dual question, I mean a, a relative question. And um, I can't give them a relative answer. Only thing I can do is give them what's true, and then it won't be understood or be rejected. I, I insult people on YouTube; they get you know hurt, they get their feelings hurt. I can't, I can't understand all that. I mean, I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not in somebody's head. I don't know what they're saying other than the words that they send, the questions that they ask. But I can tell you that our capacity to love is just not high enough. And it's not high enough just in the great unwashed. It's not high enough in me here. It isn't. I'm approaching that. And what is it that said that? Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Don't even go there. What I do is I teach you how not to suffer. And then if you want to ignore it and go on thinking or doing what you were doing, you're welcome to. But just understand that you, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. And if you were getting love and joy and peace in your life and um, satisfaction, in the satisfaction in the sense that you feel like the, the the body and mind is being used at least toward its capacity in the service of awakeness. Because that's what really awakening is. It's about becoming an active part, a, a knowing part. I hate the word knowing, but it's, I can't think of anything better. But a knowing uh, a recognition of that there's just there's just this there's the there's the one thing and within relativity that's absolutely true there's just one thing going on it may not even be that but that's not relative within relativity there's just one thing going on you can hold on to the oneness thing and and, and never need to go beyond it that's the truth it's some people some people do tend to see a little further than that, but it's unnecessary because there you can really, it's you come into the oneness thing and at least your human behavior will, will, will adapt into that something that quits that form. Yeah. How do I love more? Well, maybe I have to start with not being quite so stuck on me, whatever I think that me is. On the character, if you're not awakened. And on the character, if you are awakened. Because <laughs> the character doesn't die. It never, it, I can't die. It was never alive. The character is alive only in your mind, so in your imagination. If you listen to your imagination, you will the, 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 you will live in hell. 
that's where almost everybody does live. It's just aversions of it, degrees of it. But it's not a satisfactory life in the absence of active love. And with active love, which is what's happening here, it's the reason. It's it's, it's uh, the day after Thanksgiving. I'm sitting in my living room. Betsy and I had a conversation. All of a sudden, I went the capacity for love. That's my next video, and I'm going to get up and cut it. And boom, here I am. Why? Because we're number one, because I can't not. But because my capacity for loving is very, very high. It really is. It didn't used to be. We never met, I mean, it was, it was almost virtual. It was non-existent for much of my life. Um, you know, I had a, I had a, was able to love. Uh, I loved my wives the much as much as the capacity would let me. But that wasn't as deep as it. You know, as it wasn't ideal. Not for them. It was fine for me, but it wasn't ideal for them. And it really wasn't fine for me because I was living an unhappy life with no sense of direction whatsoever. What am I going to do? What am I here for? Where am I going? All of this. I mean, I was so screwed up. I really didn't even ask questions like that. I mean, I, I think I was, you know, just like putting one foot in front of the other. I mean, that was recognizable when I was doing, when I was hobo and it was always just, there's this right, right here. got to deal with this. You know, how am I going to eat? How am I going to stay warm or dry or whatever it is? So this take just dealing with right now and only right now. Um, that's the natural course of things. Uh, but if you don't know that, then while you're dealing with the right now and all these things, <clears throat> you're being haunted by what you haven't done or what you might not do or what somebody else might not do for you, what was done to you, all of this. What's the solution to this love? Love is the solution. It's opening your heart. It's, it's, it's just, you know, I know that this thing can be, can feel scary, but it's only feeling scary to an imaginary character. It's not scary to you. You love this. And the further you go, the more you love it. And, and ironically, I think you will find out that the more love you will receive. Because this thing had 25 years ago when I was in the park. I mean, there was, there was virtually no love for this thing anywhere on the planet, I don't think. It might have been, you know, some well wishes. <laughs> That's a far cry from real love. If there was any, there wasn't much. And now, my God, I have strangers write me all the time, every day. And when I say strangers, I just mean me in a different skin. And I write myself to tell myself, thank you for, for, thank you for delivering me from myself, my, my so-called self. And thank you for introducing me to my real self, my true self, the only self. There's no false self. There's no little self. There's just the true self. And when we open up to the fact that, then everything I touch is me. Everything I see is me. And I love me. I really do. I mean, I just love, I'm, I'm a worshiper of Maya. This is great. I don't need it. I don't, I don't need my at all. I don't, I don't, I don't need the sense of being, you know, it's fine when it's here, but it's fine when it's not. It's not, and it's not an experience of fine when it's not, it's just not right. 
There's just an absence of experience, which I'm just going to say is fine. It's not experienced as fine by anybody, but I have just glimpsed enough to tell you it's just fine. But I can also tell you that this is the perfect world and don't wait to get out of it to, to, to really apply for freedom. You can apply for freedom today, but you must free everyone else as well in order to do it. If you want to have... Yeah, this thing had made such a mess that even I could see I'd made such a mess. Even before I sobered up, much less woke up. I could see that I had made a hash out of my whole life. That I was, I, you know, I, I had seen that I was a self-centered shit. And then um, I quickly dismissed that idea because it hurt was it hurt too much. And I, I didn't think I could fix it. But when I got sober, I had to begin to fix it. That was part of getting sober. And as I woke up, I found out that I could not, not become more compassionate, kinder, gentler, more loving. And sometimes the love, sometimes love is not pretty. Sometimes love comes from this thing and a spark of what appears to be anger or disgust or something like that. And, it's, and, I, and that happens because I love you more than I need you to like me. The truth. Your liking me is wonderful. Your loving me is terrific. But I don't need it. What I need is to love you. That's what I need. I need to express this love. That's what this is all about. It's an expression of love that's here to express love. It's here, I'm here to discover what I am, not only objectively, but also I want to, through every being, I want to have something like love. Can animals love? I think they can. I mean, I've seen elephants grieve. I've seen chimpanzees grieve. We've seen birds that, I mean, I've seen birds that die because their mate dies. You know, it may not be the same kind of love that you can put on a, you know, a psychological test or anything, but it's love. It's love. Everything's there's love, everything. You know. I can almost weep when I see a tree cut. That thing was there. So I remember when I was living in my old place and somebody moved into a rental house across from me and cut down this great big beautiful oak that was in the front yard as if it was his oak. As if he owned that oak, he didn't even own that house or that yard. But the idea, even if he owned that house, the idea that that was his tree and he could just cut that thing down at will. I mean, it was a beautiful tree that had probably been there for a hundred years. Any rate, it just brought me, you know, nearly brought me to tears, nearly brought Betsy to tears too. I mean, it just bummed us out every time we saw it. You know, it was just, ah, ah, ah. And then we, you know, came to deal with what is, and that was what was, which is what makes up what is. I think I've said enough. I love you very much. I do. And I'm not going to ask that you love me, but I am going to ask that you love. Just love. Right? 
If that includes me, great. If it's everything else but me, that's fine. But just love everything that you possibly can. Cheers. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I just remembered. We are, Betsy and I are working. Uh, we're, you know, we got this free weekend. We were going to just watch TV. And of course, we're working. And what Betsy and I are putting together is we're putting together a new skillful means. I'll run a special video on it. But I want to mention that we're running a skillful means, a skillful means number nine. January. We, huh? In January. In January. We have been um, we've been doing these things for several years. They're incredibly successful. Lots and lots of people have woken up through them. We'd like to help you wake up if that's what you want to do. And we'd like to help you discover your true nature. It's all it is. You don't really need to wake up. You're already awake. But if you don't know it, that is not going to be your experience. And you can't just say, well, I'm really awake because that is not knowing it. That's just telling yourself a story. Really, really re recognition, genuine recognition is vital and then clearing after that don't, don't just have the recognition and then go back to what you were doing because you will end up going back to just exactly what you were doing and the sense of that awakening although you can't unsee what you've seen you can't remember what you've seen <laughs> you know it's something you can't just can't remember what it was and it's so sad so we're doing that, and that is in conjunction with the new, um, with our uh, group clearing series that will start probably in February. That's the idea is to do skillful means, then those people will become eligible for uh, the uh, student clearing series if if they want the group clearing series if they want to do that all of this work that i'm talking about the group clearing the teacher train well and teacher training which is we're going to be doing another one of those and that's probably actually going to be in uh that might huh january and so uh, betsy says that's going to be in january so uh, i guess it is and um i'm going to obviously put up on other videos and going to put up notices on the website and all of that but let me uh, send out a flyer and all that, but let me say it first here to you. You are the heart of this teaching. The active people are the real heart of this teaching, not that you're not important, but if you're not involved in this teaching, then you're not active, then it's uh, you're not getting everything you can, but you need to give first, then you will see what you get. I don't have people, I've got people that have been with me for years and I'm not hearing any complaint. And I hear people, had people with me for years who were no longer here. They just moved on along, who are very, nonetheless, I hear from them and they are very grateful for what they got here. This teaching works. It's not mine. I was the first student. This teaching works. It worked on me and I was a hardcore guy. I was not a, it was not a, it was not an easy first pick for awakeness it just that's the way that things worked out any rate i hope to see you there too i love you bye 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 bye